0: How's everybody? I will introduce, y'all can't see this, but see, I want y'all to see Kelly, but then y'all also have to see my baby doll all over here. See the smile on that face? So if y'all try to act like y'all don't welcome me, I got friends. <laughs> I just want to let you know I do have friends. So maybe might be only two, but I have friends. I like your pastor too, I can read a little so I'm not gonna be skipping words and lines and all. <laughs> he did go to Polly. some of us went to City. Yeah. City forever. Yeah. All right, so it, it is really such a pleasure to be here. I am not a stranger to all of you, I may be to some of you, but it is good. I have taught Bible study, I've preached here on several occasions before. I've been knowing the pastor for years and years. Uh, since he was a usher, barely able to look over the pew So we go back. Um, What I want to do, though, I I was thinking, since you're not having Bible study on Wednesday, the pastor did tell me that I should be able to stay as long as I like today. (laughs) Is that all right? All right. No, I will not hold you. You will be out of here before you know it. My voice seems to be coming and going. Don't know what's up with that, but I will... Do the best that I can with what I had. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for this place, a place that we can come in out of the elements and we can focus on you. And at the time, at this particular time, that is just what we want to do, knowing that it is all about you and not about us. So as I allow myself to decrease, we want you to increase so that we can see and hear from you. Prick the ears of the hearers that they can be able to see beyond me, hear beyond me, and get what it is that you have for them on this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, many of you have heard um, the story of the, the, the 12 tribes and the spies and how they went out and spied out the promised land and uh, Moses sent them out. And as he sent them out, they came back with a report. And usually when we hear this story and when we talk about any spies, we hear about the 12. However, today we're gonna go a little further than that. Is that okay? All right, this is what we're gonna do. Well, let me mention, uh, we may have also heard that they were in the wilderness for 40 years. They were in the wilderness for 40 years. A lot of people say, Um, that they were going, and every day that they complained, they stayed out longer and longer and longer. That is not true, not true at all, as we shall see. All right, our text today is Numbers, chapter 13. We're going to read verses 1 and 2. Then we're going to turn to Joshua, chapter 2, and read verse 1. Numbers, chapter 13. Reading 1 and 2. And I'm using the New King James today. When you get there, say, got it. If not, say, hold up. Since I heard done from the child, I'm, I'm going to assume that everybody is there, almost <laughs> there. <so. laughs> All right, let us go. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Numbers chapter 13, starting at verse 1, it reads, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers you shall send a man, everyone a leader among them. Now, let's go to Joshua, chapter 2. We're reading one verse from here, and it says, Joshua. Okay, it reads, Now Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out two men, from Acacia Grove to spy secretly saying, go view the land, especially Jericho. A little footnote right here, one I think is very important that sometimes we see things and we may have to go somewhere else to find out exactly where it is and what's going on. One of the first things here is that in the book of Deuteronomy we found that in the book of Deuteronomy, it tells this story of the people wanting a spy. So as we look at the number of scripture, it says that God told Moses to send the people, or to send the spies. But in Deuteronomy, it actually says that the people wanted the spies. So what's going on here is that Deuteronomy account, well, both accounts are right. What's going on is that in Deuteronomy, the people are upset. They're disappointed. They're turning their back on God. They have unbelief. They have no faith, not just little faith. They're angry with God. So they want to go out and spy the land that he told them was already promised to them. So it's because they want it. Spies to go out to the land. They wanted the spies to return to them with a report that when these spies came back, they came back and talked to the people and not necessarily to Moses. Is that all right so far? All right, so again in chapter 1, excuse me, 13, verse 1, it says, And the Lord spoke to Moses because it's just like when the people wanted to get a king because God wasn't good enough for them. They wanted a king, so they chided, pushed and pulled and everywhere else, saying that they wanted a king. So God said, "Okay, I will give you a king because you feel that I'm not good enough. So here it is. He's going through the exact same thing with Israel. The chosen people, (laughs) the chosen people are still having a problem with God. He's brought them out of Egypt. He's parted the Red Sea. He made them free. He gave them freedom. He delivered them, but they still have a problem. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving you. Come on. He is God. He is the Lord. He said, go spy out the land that I am giving you. So already everything should be done because he gave it to them. It's their land. All they need to do is go possess the land. But they have a problem. My title for the day is A Look Through the Eyes of 14 spies. It's a look through the eyes of 14 spies. Again, most people focus on the 12 that went out from Moses, but we're gonna talk about those 12, yet the other two that we read about in Joshua chapter two. Is that all right? And we are come from 12 plus two still equals 14. So as we look at 13, And we look at the fact that it says that they are to send 12 men out. These 12 men represented the 12 tribes. So they were leaders. It says that God spoke to Moses saying, send men to spout the land which I am giving the children of Israel from each tribe of their fathers, you shall send a man. Everyone a leader amongst them. Then verse three says that Moses sent these men out and they were all heads. So these are leaders and heads of the tribes. That's very important because he wasn't just sending people that the people didn't know, he was sending people that were leaders that these people respected. They honored them, they were used to listening to them. So when they came back with their report, they would have trusted what they said. Is that all right? All right. But then as we go down here through the chapter, we're not going to read it all. But as you go through the chapter, it starts listing the names of the 12 men. It tells you who they are, what tribes that they came from, what they were sent to do. But then as you drop down here to verses 31 through 33, it says, but the men who had gone, let's say this, because here they are now coming back. This is the report that they're bringing back. They've gone out here, they spied out this land, they did what they were supposed to do, but their focus wasn't right. It says, but the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land, which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. 33. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak, came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. Don't miss that. A lot of times when we talk about this text, we look at the fact or say that the people saw themselves as grasshoppers, and they saw the giants. But the scripture is saying something different here. What it's actually saying is, we saw ourselves as grasshoppers, but likewise, so did the giants. Remember, they were in the wilderness for 40 days, Nobody ever said the giants saw them as grasshoppers. They had low self-esteem. They saw themselves as grasshoppers, and because of that, they automatically assumed that the giants saw them as grasshoppers. Remember, they're in this land. They're in there for 40 days. They come back carrying grapes and big vines and stuff on their back and shoulders. They over there, the, the giants never even paid any attention to them, but they had... Unbelief and low self-esteem, are you there? How many of you have wanted to do something, say that you wanna do something, you're gonna get something accomplished, but because of your past, I can't do it because people are going to say, because people are going to see, because I'm not worthy. They're saying, this is 10 people, we can't defeat them. Forget what God says. We can't defeat them because of our unbelief. We can't give God the glory in this. God gets no glory. Is that any of you? So they come back with this negative report. And remember, they don't give the report um, specifically for God and Moses. They're giving a report from their eyes, but they're giving it to the people because it was the people And in Deuteronomy, it kept saying, go look for us, buy this out for us, because we need, everything was about the people, nothing to do with God. That was the biggest problem. So they come back talking about this negative report. Now that's the first 10. They look at God as weak. But now let's look at the second two that went with them, which was Caleb and Joshua. Now, Caleb and Joshua were the only ones that gave a good report. And if you look over in Joshua chapter 14, you'll notice that it says Caleb and Joshua gave the good report. They believed. And they gave God glory. Accepting the fact that God had given them the promised land and all they had to do was go out and possess it. It was theirs. Just go take it. That's all they had to do. So but what happened, that's the. First 10, no belief. Second 10, strong belief. As we go on in the scripture, you find out that not only did the, the 10 who gave the bad report, who turned God against, or turned Israel against God, these people were actually put to death. And we find that in first, uh, chapter 14, God sent them in the wilderness because of their murmuring, because of their complaining, because of their unbelief, but the Bible tells us that they went there in the wilderness because of those things, but they stayed 40 years because God said that that's how long they would have to stay. It was one day, excuse me, one year for each day that they spied out the land. Now, how do we know that because it's in the Bible? How do we know again? Watch this. When did Israel stop sinning? That's right. So wouldn't they still be in the wilderness? Look at this fact. We are grafted in. Isn't that right? Isn't that what the Bible says? As believers, as Christians, we are grafted in because of the faith of Abraham. When did we stop sinning? So wouldn't we still be in the wilderness? They stayed for 40 years and not a day longer because that's what God said that they were going to have to do. One year for each day that they spied out the land. No, do not believe the stories that if they they stopped complaining, they could have come out. That is not true. He said 40 years. So the 10 spies, the lie, the weakness, the unbelief. Remember, look through the eyes of the 14 spies. Now, let's look at the scripture we have over here in the book of Joshua. As we read through uh, verse 1, it says, Joshua chapter 2, verse 1, it says, Now Joshua the son sent out two men from Acacia Grove to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, especially Jericho. So the first thing we see here, Joshua sent out two men he didn't send 12 men he only sent two men and the bible says he sent them secretly to view the land is there anybody in here ever been in the military all right what happens in the military there is a word called reconnoiter all right you heard that word we usually call it recon today when you're on recon, it means that you're going out to spy out something or an area or a region, but with the whole intent of taking over that particular region. Not to see how it is. See, the way that Moses spies went out, they act like they were going to the beach and just looking for a good place with a picnic table. So when they went back, they said there's no room for our picnic table but here you're looking at joshua sending them in secretly it wasn't secret good gracious of life it wasn't secretly to the people in the promised land it was secret to the other people in israel because they were the ones that wanted the first spies to go out so when these spies came back they didn't have to answer to the other people they came back answering to joshua Now, here's the second two. So we have the first 10. We have the two of them makes 12. And now here we have Joshua's two, which makes 14. Amen? Amen. Okay, let's catch up with this. Go view the land. Reconnoiter the land. Recon. Look it over. See how we're going to take it. Look at this. Moses' people went out for 40 days to spy out the land. Joshua's people only stayed. Three days, three days. So they did in three days what Moses' people couldn't do in 40 days. Remember the 10 came back with a bad report because of their unbelief, because of their little faith. But here Joshua spies, when they went out, they came back. But before they came back, watch this. When they went out, <coughs> The first thing the Bible tells us, even when you look at uh, chapter 2, says, Now Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out two men from Acacia Grove to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, especially Jericho. The very next verse says, So they went and came to the house of a harlot named Rahab. So they didn't get to stay 40 days. They didn't even get to go through the land. The first 10 spies or 12 spies saw what they saw. They just didn't believe what they saw. But here we have these two spies actually go out. They don't even get to see anything. Because soon as they get there, they go to the house of a lady named Rahab. Rahab is a prostitute. That means a lot of people, I'm saying, will not believe the word of a prostitute. She has a lower profession, as we will say. However, they went there and for three days, they conversed with Rahab. At first she says, okay, hide on the roof because when the people came looking for them, because word got out that they were there. So when they came out to find them, Rahab hid them up on the roof. A lot of you know that story. She hid them up on the roof. So when she hid them up on the roof, when the men came up to get them, she said they went out by the water gate. They were here, but they left. And they went out by the water gate, and if you go over there, you might catch them. So when they left, they went over to the water gate to try to find them, but she told them come down from the roof while they're going. They had a conversation about her and her faith. She says that these people here, my people, are scared to death of you. They're shaking in their boots, they're weak, they're faint because they know they can't defeat you. However, I want to be saved because of the faith that I have in your God, the God that I knew, rescued you from the Red Sea. The God I know, your God, brought you out of Egypt. I want a piece of this God. My faith is in this God. I'm not thinking about the rest of them. So what you do, you look out for me and my family. Take care of us. So when you go back with your report, you remember to tell them about me. So the spies say, well, we can do that. And we will take care of you. So when they go back and report, they actually gave the exact same words that she gave them. We can do this. They are weak. They're faint. They scared the death of you because of our God. So now we have the first 10. We have the second two who went with them. And now here we have the other two which went secretly that Joshua sent. Go view the land. Remember, they didn't see anything because when she sent them out, after the, the men went out looking for them, She told them, well, when they come back, you go up to the mountain. They went up to the mountain for three days and came back. So they didn't get 40 days. They had three days. It's not what they saw. It's what they heard. It was the faith of someone else. Are you hearing me? We had the two spies. They saw nothing, but they heard from Rahab. They reported what they heard. Then they went back and got Rahab and her family and brought them out for safety. And then most of you or some of you have heard the story about Jericho and how Joshua fit the battle of Jericho, and the walls came tumbling down. Hey, hey, hey. If I had a voice like rock, I'd, I'd sing that thing. Joshua fought the battle of Jericho. Yeah. All right, but see these two spies, their names are not even known. Remember in Moses, excuse me, in number, Moses mentioned each of the twelve leaders' names. Here, Joshua sends two spies secretly. Their name is not mentioned at all, but their fame is known. As we look through the eyes of the 14 spies, I ask this question, how do you fit in? What about you? Are you one of the 10 who saw themselves as grasshoppers and can't overcome adversity, don't trust God? Are you afraid to move on to the next stage? Are you living in your past? I still teach for CCBC, I say that because some of you know that because me and Pastor used to work together. And I still teach there. One of the classes I teach just Friday, a young lady was saying, because she's a, a recovering addict and I look at recovered addict, but she's a recovered addict, but she says she has a goal. She wants to start a nonprofit, but she's scared. She's scared that people will not recognize her, right? Because they're gonna be judging her from who she was when she was in her addiction. So she's like these 10. She's worried how other people will see her. Are you one of those 10? Or are you one of the other two that went with them, Caleb and Joshua? Remember now, they went out, they came back with a good report. They were strong. Their belief was strong. And because of that, they were spared. They had to go through the wilderness, but their life was spared. And because of that, and because of their report, when they came out after these 40 years, Caleb actually gets an inheritance. And the wild part is that not only does he get an inheritance, but the Bible tells us that the land that he had, or received, he defeated three of the giants, which were the sons of Anak. Remember, the ten spies were afraid of these giants. Here is Caleb 40 years later, and he defeats some of these same giants. He had a little help, but he defeated them. Key here is 40 years. He waited. Joshua goes on to become the leader of the Israelites after Moses died. Bible says, Joshua, my son Moses is dead. You will lead the people into the promised land. Forty years they waited. Preparation. Preparation. You know, I, I look at your pastor and he has this gray hair on his temple. In sign language, this is the sign for experience, and it's because gray, they say, men will usually start gray, you too, huh? Men will start, (laughs) men will usually start graying first around the temple, so this actually means experience. So take that gray, look at it as experience, it's happening in the preparation, you have to go through You have to go through something sometime for God to work with you, prepare you, to get you in the place that he wants to have you in. Caleb knew that he was going to be the uh, one, he was going to get an inheritance because Moses promised him this inheritance. Matter of fact, he went to Joshua after they came out of the wilderness and said, Joshua, remember, Moses promised me this land. So basically, you owe me 40 years preparation. Preparation. Is that you? Are you willing to be prepared? Are you willing to go through whatever it is that you need to go through? Are you willing to sacrifice your time to get to the place that God wants you to be? Do you have the belief? Are you leaning on him? Are you depending on him? Do you have faith in him now so that he can take you to the next place? Or even number three. Number three, the last two spies, they didn't even need to have to see the land. They went on Rahab's faith. How many of you are willing to accept the faith of someone else? You know that usually when we come to a church, we come because somebody has mentioned something. Isn't that right? Very rare people just walk in. It does happen, but people don't just walk in and say, I'm going to try them out. Sometimes people will tell other people about where you are, and they come based on your faith. I know that also to be true because with my mother, she has the gift of faith. And it was because of her faith which led me to my strong faith. It's amazing she has Alzheimer's. She doesn't remember too much of anything these days. However, she still remembers her faith. It is amazing. It's not going anywhere, I guess, until she goes. Are you willing? to accept somebody else's faith. Which category do you fall in? Where do you fit? Low self-esteem, like the 10? Are you willing to go through your preparation stage, like the two that went with the 10? Or are you accepting faith and the faith that someone else has? i tell you, you can say that, what does this have to do with me? But the key is, where are you? Where are you right now in your life? Where are you right now in your walk? You're going through, but are you holding on? Are you in a hurry? Can't wait. I want it today, I want it today, I want it today. At least if I'm going to wait, at least make it tomorrow. But you can't wait long. You've been here 10 years now. Faith. You had to go through the preparation. There's a time when the seats were empty. I know that's true because I came. You'll hear him say it a whole bunch of times. The first day that he had the opening service here, place was full. People sitting all up on the roof. Wait a minute, let me move away from the pulpit when I tell that lie. People sitting all up on the roof. Come the second week out there looking for people. Come on, y'all wanna <laughs> y'all wanna come in here? All right. Faith, as you go through the preparation. We say we love the Lord, but you say it. Is it just lip service? You have to do it. You heard the young lady saying about sin. Do we, you know what? The prophets had two things in common. One was their love for God. Two was their hatred for sin. Do we, or at least are we working on our hatred for sin? We keep saying we love God. I want to get deeper, deeper, deeper into a love relationship with God, but we're not saying I want to come out further, further, further away from the sin. We go deeper, deeper, and deeper into the sin and hoping that God is there when we get there to help pull us up out of that sin. We need to cut it off. It tells us in the Bible it says to know to do right and not do it is sin. Do it just because it's the right thing to do. Which category do you fit in? And then even more importantly, how does God see you? So you're answering for yourself. Well, I'm here. I'm here. I'm like the 10. I have low self-esteem. That was actually my biggest problem. Now, I don't know about you all, but that was my big thing. I have faith. I have faith. I'm also 66 years old, so I've been waiting. I've been waiting. I have a church that I've had for three years, which means I was already old when I got to church. Preparation. Preparation, you have to go through some things. I didn't get my degrees till I was old. In the last 10 years, I think it was, I've gotten whatever, the bachelor's and, and two master's degrees. I was already old. Preparation, you got to be willing to go through. How do you see you and how do you want God to see you? More importantly, how does he see you? How does he see you now? How do you want him to see you? And what are you doing to put yourself in a place that he can see you the way that he wants? This was a look through the eyes of 14 spies. Are you willing, unlike those 10 who didn't want to give him any kind of play. They didn't want to accept him. Their unbelief tore them up, caused them to get into the wilderness. Their murmuring and complaining. Lack of faith. The Bible says that he will share his glory with no man. I heard your pastor say it again, even at the anniversary. God says that he will share his glory with no man. He's telling them here, even in the scripture, he's saying, go to the land that I Giving you, he already gave it to him. What has he given you that you're afraid to, to hold on to? Look to him, trust him, give him glory. Amen. All right.